You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? Hello, sisters. Hi, sisters. How are you? How are you? How Do are you guys you? respond? I hope they respond. Like, if you're listening to this in your car, just, like, talk back to us. Just be like, I'm doing fucking fabulous. Yeah, that's right. For those of you that are new, I'm Scout. I'm Maddie. And we are the sisters behind OKSIS Podcast. I think our, our, I hope our voices are distinctive enough. I think they are. Okay. <laughs> 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 At least you can hear my laugh, then you will know that it's me. Actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I couldn't distinguish between the host and the guest. I was like, what is happening right now? It was very disorienting. Oi, I know. When it, when it gets to too many people, it's pretty, it's a little hard. Well, also, there wasn't a clear, like, interview Q&A format, and so they were just, like, oh, talking. So you're like, wait, who's and I was like, interviewing wait, who? who's the guest? Interesting. And then I walked away, like, not knowing anything about the guest. <laughs> it was super annoying. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. It was kind of a waste of an hour, but that's okay. Oh, gosh. What an interview we have for you today, sisters. So we interviewed Lindsay from We Met at Acme, and we are actually going on her podcast, which hopefully airs soon. We spill the dirt on her podcast. Yeah. she. So We Met at Acme is about sex and relationships in it's it's mainly about New York City, but it's just like millennial dating. Generated, yeah. You know, um, she is so down to earth and welcoming. You go into her apartment. It's like this cozy little space. She's adorable. We're all huddled around her couch. She's so attentive, too. She remembered everyone because she's really into astrology as well. So she remembered our parents' signs, our boyfriend and husband signs. Yeah, she was amazing. She was incredible and knew exactly how we related to each person. It was wild. And if you guys want some personal scoop, I talk about how I lost my virginity on her podcast. Yeah, so you'll have to check it out when we when that disclaimer. Goes it's a super fucking good story. 
it is a really good story. I'm surprised you haven't told it on here, but we'll keep it for we'll keep we it met for it. her. Oh, we met at Acme exclusive, if you will. Although, okay, keep going. I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. Um, all right. So we thought in lieu of um, sex and dating, we would tell you the craziest place that we've both had sex. Okay. So here's my problem. Okay. Is I think that the craziest place that I've had sex was my virginity story, but we're keeping that to We Met at Acme exclusive. So yes. what do I do? Do I say uh, the second craziest? Yes. Okay. I mean, okay. Oh, I suppose the craziest place I've had sex on the beach. Okay. In a cave. I will never have sex on the beach. You know how I feel about it sand. Was, it was in a cave. And did it the w- sand get in your butt or something? No. So, did you put a towel down? Well, we didn't really... Okay, it wasn't like... It was more... Um, it was just a blowjob. <laughs> I'll just say that out loud. It wasn't like full-on sex. So like, okay, so, so, like, there, so there was no sand everywhere. My clothing was on and my vagina was protected by my underwear and pants. Perfect, yes. That's what we. That's how we like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I don't know if I could have like I don't full-on want sex on the beach. You would need like a pretty big towel, like one of those extra large towels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no sand for me. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But it was kind of cool. And then literally the minute we finished, a couple walked right past us. And I was like, holy Whoa. shit. Literally like seconds after we finished. Yeah, that's wild. That's that's wild. Um, craziest place I've ever had sex. The ocean. You've had sex in the ocean? In the ocean. That is a good one. You'd one up to me right there. Probably got a UTI, but. Worth it. In the ocean. Was it nighttime? Nope. Daytime. Mm-hmm. People there. We were like far enough out where you would. It just looked like we were just hugging, hugging or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I it, burn, did it burn your vagina? The salt water? Yeah. It like it. it didn't last. It, we just like kind of did it to say it, and then we yeah. went back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah it yeah. wasn't really. But it was. I don't know. I remember my roommate once had sex in the jacuzzi at our apartment and got in so much trouble. It was hilarious. Wait, how did someone find out? Um, someone saw them ah. and reported. It was so oh, good. Rec- reported, oh reported, not recorded. I was like, they can't do that. Oh my god, no! Isn't that <gasps> hilarious though? That's wild. It's so good. Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, also, I think that was the most. That was the most out there for also, me. Also, hi, Grandma, if you're listening oh, yeah. to this. Oh, whatever. She, she listens to every single one of our episodes. It's so cute. She'll love it. We talked about the like, period story. We talked about everything. Yeah, already. yeah. We and we really go there on Lindsay's episode, so we can't wait for you to hear that one too. I know, but yeah. Th- so this episode is more so about her story, how she started this immensely popular podcast that she has, and she has a lot of us of other different ventures as well. Um, she has a food Instagram. That, I know. That's, that's what really like brought her into this space and 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 you know made her name big in that in that realm and. Um, she's just so cool. Guys. She's so cool. She's, she's like, so cool. I like, I want her to be my best friend. I mean, I think she is. I think she's part of the sisterhood. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's do the word of the week. Oh yes. Word of the week is zealot. Ooh, this is a good one. A person who is fanatical and uncompromising in pursuit of their religious, political and other ideals. Um, Okay. I love using this when it's, like, not in a historical context. Or religious context. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I love when when brands use it or, like, businesses. Like, okay. they were zealots for my business. Okay. So, you like, you're a zealot for Glossier. Yes. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of evangelist. Oh. Well, no, I think you're thinking of zealot. I'm a zealot. I'm a fanatic. Yeah, you are a fanatic. Yes, they just launched um, a new brand called Glossier Play. Yeah, what is it about? Because I keep getting emails and I'm not really sure what's going on. Yeah, so Glossier Play is a more makeup-forward branch of Glossier. And it's 
really focused on highly pigmented, really going out shimmer glitter. It's like the crazy old, like younger sister of Glossier. That, Are like, you goes here out. for that? I'm not here for it only because. I don't wear makeup. And that sounds excessive. <laughs> it's it's very the, the colors are very excessive, but also knowing me is I've learned how to do certain types of makeup because of Glossier because mm-hmm. they have that no makeup makeup Look. vibe around Yeah, them, which we love. Which we love. So, when they came out with like a highlighter that was super easy to just like draw on your face, I got that because I was like, okay, like if I can just have to draw it, It'll mm-hmm. be easy. Or they did Lid Star, which is literally you just swipe on eye eyeshadow and then pat it. And that's all you Does need to do. Does it look good? Yeah, it's just like a because little Because I am terrible at eyeshadow. No, yeah, I can't do it. So I, do, I liked their Lid Star and their highlighter. And I, I love their blush because it's like a little finger paint. You just put it on. Yeah. Um, but this is... This is... This is eccentric. Yeah. It's like... It's like gl- gold glitter eyeshadow um eyeliner that's like green like it's very okay, out so there. it's not for us yeah i don't know if it's out f- it's for us wow glossy it did something that you're not oh here I for know, this is wild. a first i mean the branding is fabulous of course it's gonna I'm, I'm i'm gonna go to the store and try it on there is one lip color that i think i would like okay. it's like this bright orangey red which is my Oh, by the way, I have your Kylie lip kit in my purse. I have to give it back to you. Give it back. I know. I'm now that she's a billionaire. Give that shit back. Oh my god. I'm not buying. I'm not contributing to her. No, I'm her fortune anymore. I need to go over to our stepsister's house and just steal a bunch from her. Absolutely. She She said I could. She has contributed to half of Kylie Jenner. No, to Kylie Jenner's billionaire. Oh yeah, she has every single lip kit. She's the reason Kylie Jenner's a fucking billionaire. Okay, well I wouldn't go that far, but I see what you're saying. I'm, Anyways, I'm, I'm shaking my head. In it. I'm SMH. Oh my god! I always, I always would look at SMH and be like, "What the fuck does yeah, that mean?" And then I would look it up, and every time I look it up, I'm like, "Oh yeah, duh." Right, right. There's some acronyms where I'm just like, "There's yeah. a few where I'm like, what is yeah, that?" Yeah, you can, you can do without it. But SMH is just so funny. It's just like shaking my head. Like who? Like, do we really say that a lot? <laughs> and do we really shake our heads a lot? I just did. I don't really shake my head. Oh, in disapproval. In disapproval, yeah, the slow shake. You know what I mean? Like when you're getting a little nuts, I think like, I shake my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into Lindsay. Let's get into this episode. All right. Enjoy, Enjoy sisters. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about whimsy and row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. 
Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans 
jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. We Met at Acme is a podcast by Lindsay Metzelar about millennial dating in NYC. We live in a generation of suppressing and not expressing. This podcast touches on subjects that we don't talk about, but we all want to know about. We Met at Acme delves into sex, relationships, and vulnerability with some hilarious anecdotes along the way. Lindsay Metzler is a native New Yorker and CEO of Lindsay's Lunchbox. Lindsay is a food Instagram influencer with almost 80,000 following along. After many dating experiences, Lindsay felt it was imperative to create this podcast and shed a light on this touchy subject. So without further ado, Lindsay... Hey guys! Welcome. So we are just very comfortable with Lindsay already because we went we on her podcast earlier, earlier this, this week. week. The three sisters. The three Basically, sisters. We are the She's three been sisters. inducted into the sisterhood. That I is love for it. sure. Yes. Oh my god, we're so excited to talk about everything we met at Acme because we're huge fans. Obviously, yes, huge fans. Um, but let's do round of current fixation. Okay, I'll start. Okay. Okay. So mine is like a current fixation, but it pops up every time I'm in New York City. Okay. Every time I come here, I have to go to Cafe Habana and I Ugh. have to eat the corn. The corn. I knew you were going to say oh the my corn. God. It's the just corn. so weird because there's a Cafe Habana in Malibu. Yeah. So I would it's never go there. Like, I would literally never go to Malibu. It's far. It's far from. It's, it might as well be in New York. At and this I feel point. like yeah. it's not the same. Yeah, it has a very different vibe for I sure. I don't want, I feel like if I go to the Malibu one, it's going to ruin it for me. Hmm. Oh, you've never been to it? No, I've never been to it. It was the first one I've ever been to before I even went to the New York one. Oh, which okay. Is really? The New York one is yeah. just like so nostalgic for me because that's where yeah. my friends and I would literally get dinner every night when I went to Sarah Lawrence for a year. Mm. We would it's always like come into the city and go there. I don't know. For us, it's like quintessential New York, which yeah. like it probably isn't that way, but just for... I like no, never it's been not, here. not. Like okay. the area it's in, you know, it's yeah, like so little... like Soho. Right. You know? totally. With McNally Jackson right next door, the which best is like bookstore the best bookstore ever. in the world. I could spend hours, hours there. Just I could spend thousands of dollars there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. My current fixation. Have you guys watched the TV show Sex Education on Netflix? I'm obsessed. No. I'm obsessed. Oh, who was talking? Oh, the, our barista was talking about yes. it yesterday. Okay. And the main we, character is, she is gorgeous oh, and he Maeve. is so cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maeve. So let me, let me uh, break down the synopsis of the show. So break it's it about down. an awkward teenage boy named Otis. It's everyone is British in the show and he happens to have a sex therapist as a mother. So oh, that sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like his mother is actually saying and she's like diagnosing him I all have the to time. I'll tell you about the conversation we had last night. Keep okay, going. Keep going. Um and he teams up with his high school classmate. Her name is Maeve and they start an underground sex therapy clinic at school and he gives unsol- not unsolicited. It, he gives advice to these these kids about sex, but he's never had sex himself. It's very fascinating, but the reason I love it so much is it, it explores unique sexual health and relationship issues that both hetero sexual and lgbtq 
interesting people you know teens especially face so you know the show has been praised for its positive and healthy portrayal also of male friendships um Mm. the friendship between otis and his gay best friend it's like the anti of toxic masculinity like they have this deep connection and one of them is gay and one of them is straight and it's Mm -hmm. just oh it is such a great show this reminds me of last night because i was with one of my best friends who's gay my mom and all we did was talk about anal sex and like what it means to be a top or a bottom in the gay world it's an important conversation it's a very important conversation it's an important conversation but i will say so my boyfriend's british and he told me that a lot of the shit in sex education is not a hundred percent what it's like in england to go to school in england yeah like you don't have lockers interesting they there were like a few other things like they tried to make it like you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, like like american americanized exactly but you know what good for them because it's obviously working yeah where do you watch this on netflix Netflix. it's It's a original series and i don't know it just puts sex in like such a healthy and positive light especially Mm. with teenagers you don't really see this type of show where Mm -hmm. it's very explicit but in a healthy way yeah usually it's in a like shameful way Mm -hmm. or or, or hypersexualized yeah like this is and it touches on so much of the lgbt community which Mm. i feel like has been way underrepresented especially in teenage culture on tv so everyone check it out it's you're gonna binge it you're gonna binge it in one how many seasons are there just one it just got renewed for a second season okay okay i actually haven't been able to watch it in a few days because i it's like my mine and my boyfriend's show and i always I always like you know cheat yeah. on the show thing and go ahead, but I'm really trying to be good. Got this it. Time. That's okay, hard it. when you watch a show with your so significant other because so you can't hard. just like put it on whenever you want. You can't. I mean, you can, but then you have to be an actress yeah. and pretend, you watch it yeah, and to be like, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was gonna. <laughs> yeah. totally. My husband will do that. He'll go ahead, but then he'll be nice and be like we're gonna rewatch all the episodes that i just watched. Like, yeah, you better yeah, but you don't get mad knowing that he's already seen them no I, because I would he get lets mad. us rewatch it right. if he was like you have to watch it on your own time i'd be like no way no way yeah but no he rewatches them with me it's such an really interesting nice. dynamic i feel like people don't talk about that the like watching I together oh, i don't watch to talk about it yeah, more i don't yeah. watch tv because i live with my husband and so we have to watch whatever we both agree exactly. upon exactly it's mm-hmm. so interesting that and we have very dynamics. different styles in tv shows so i just don't watch a lot of but tv it's now. okay to watch a different show than your partner like, oh for sure nor- let's normalize watching shows separately individually i know we <laughs> yes. have two tvs in our house i can very easily just go into the other room exactly. but i get it it's it's nice to like be Together you know and have the commentary of yeah. the same thing mm, totally totally know. okay Lindsay, your current <gasps> fixation oh my god um th- i feel s- I, it's like i had it and now like i'm going blank but it's gonna come totally to fine. me my current fixation oh is a game that okay. my friend okay. showed me this week Ooh. called Quiplash. Oh. And it sounds very niche. But I'll tell you about it though. And actually okay. if you have like 5 minutes when you leave, maybe we can play around. Perfect. It's a game you can get it on your computer or like Amazon TV. Mm. And basically what it does is it has it asks you these questions and you have to fill in an answer and then you go to this website and it's like a, a live it's almost like quiz up or whatever that thing yeah. was called, you know? Yeah. 
and you see like everyone's answers on the screen and then you vote on who has the funniest answer. Oh, so it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, exactly, but, but virtual. That's oh, okay. crazy. It's really fun. And I'm not a big gamer. Yeah. And I was like so into it because you just like you really it's so silly. Probably. You tap into your so silly and you tap into your real like creative mind. So mm. I've been like obsessed with it. And then once I got back from the party, I was like, can we play it again? You know, with my roommate and they were like, no, like we don't want to play this game. But then they did one round and it satisfied me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That sounds really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Okay. I That's highly recommend. Okay, great. Yes. We need, I, I love a good, a good game. A we good we game. played a lot of games when we went to England. Yeah. We're, we were board gamers, but yeah. I'm into it. What's your game. favorite board game? Rama Cube. Yeah. Oh, we're a Roman Cube very family. Jew- I, I realize it's a very Jewish. Is it really? board game? Yeah. You I know, know what that. I thought was Jewish backgammon. Maybe that is. Too. I think that's Probably. Middle Eastern. Yeah. I yes, don't know. You're right. You're absolutely right because yeah. it's my Persian Jewish friends. Yeah, that, that, play that makes it. sense. Backgammon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's talk about you. I'm so excited. So, let's start from the beginning. Let's do it. How did you? first start we met at acme why what was the whole origin story for sure so i started almost two years ago now like i would say a year and three quarters um i had just gotten out of a relationship and it was kind of a like shocking situation it was a relationship that i was convincing myself to be in and didn't even really like the person and then all of a sudden i got dumped on my birthday. Ooh. God damn. That's yep. rough. So it was definitely karma for having dumped my ex on Valentine's Day years <laughs> okay, ago. Got it. Um, got it. That's great. So like karma just like waiting in the around, curtains. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's great. Um, but I guess it just really threw me and pissed me off because I was like, how did I get myself into this situation? And yeah. why was I with someone that I didn't even really like and allow them to break up with me mm-hmm. like did I really care that much about being with someone as opposed to being single mm. that I let that happen mm. so I was like let's I could handle this however but the way I choose like I could be sad I could like grieve I could feel bad for myself or I could just like make this into something great and really just look at it as like a blessing to be single you know and figure out ways to make other people who are in similar situations feel good about being alone and like being by themselves and so it really started off with let's just talk about how fucked up dating is and like commiserate together you know because millennial dating is today you 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 don't just like get rejected like they still look at your instagram stories yeah. never go away they never go away you cannot fully remove someone from you your life you cannot get rid of these people it's so toxic like even when you delete a phone number and they text you it says maybe john yeah. jones i'm yeah. like really yeah maybe not <laughs> maybe I, not. I deleted him maybe like not. maybe not and so i just really wanted to talk about it and yeah. i had i had friends come on and in the beginning it started with just friends like every episode was a friend and i shooting the shit about dating and now it's grown to like more than just friends. It's influencers and mm-hmm. celebrities and sisters mm-hmm. and all kinds of people talking about their personal experiences and kind of how it's been for them. And um, and that's really the story. Wow. 
Okay, so over the years, you've grown it tremendously, and you've got to talk to some incredible people. What is the best relationship advice you've ever received from a guest? That is a great question. Um, you know, there's there's so much advice flowing on the podcast. I think I'm just going to go with the simplest one, which mm-hmm. is when someone t- either tells you or shows you who they are, believe them mm. because there's just no, you know, there's no, if someone's like, you know, I'm an asshole and you're like, no, you're not babe. Like, right. They probably know better than you. Yeah. They've been with themselves for, you know, 20 plus years. Um, and you just met them. So like people really, they do try to show you and to tell you whether it's in red flags that we overlook or anything else. And, we just want to believe the best. Like I've, I recently had a friend who got really upset with this guy for seeing another girl when they were hooking up. Mm. Meanwhile, he said to her in the beginning verbatim, I'm not looking for anything serious. Yeah. And you know, so yeah. I, I just don't just think listen. that's Yeah. Just yeah. listen, just listen. And then you won't be so confused when they show yeah, you we, that. I feel yeah. like we try to fix them. We think that we're, we're going to be the exception. Or, yeah, exactly. or, like, manipulate their personality or mold them to something that we want. But it's like, no, right. when they show you who they are, believe yeah. them. I love That's that. A, it's like, advice. well, they just don't yeah. know me. And then, like, they'll be different. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. Because mm-hmm. what you start with is what you end with. Like, mm. they're not going to, guys aren't, like, and girls aren't going to change that much. We're, like adults now Mm. you know yeah that's a really good piece of advice yeah so given the you know i've always wondered this about your podcast because it is about like sex and relationships and dating do people get a little hesitant when they come on the podcast Mm. like are they a little scared to overshare or is have you seen that people are like down to open up and just get right down to it some people are a little reserved and those okay. people we we actually don't always end up airing every episode we record because okay. of that. Oh. Um, people have come back and been like I actually feel uncomfortable with this. Either that or they gave me really nothing when we recorded and then I was just like I had to make an executive decision like yeah. no one wants to hear someone not talking about things yeah. on a podcast. Yeah, and not being honest. Um and then there's the complete opposite which are people who I never thought would open up. You know, my friend Julia on episode, I think it was like episode six or no, seven. She was talking about squirting and like how she squirts. And I'm like, wow. okay, there we go. (laughs) All right. So you really never know what you're going to get. But I really try to make sure that people know what they're getting into when coming on the podcast and are Mm -hmm. willing to talk about those things. Yeah, because you don't want it to be flat. You don't want it. It is still about this. I mean, I don't want to say like taboo subject, but. It is a little stigmatized. For sure. And, and not only to that, a stra- stranger, too, Not I only think. that. 100%. But not only that, like, Mads and I were talking about it, like, we can talk about our relationship and sex life, but we're not the only ones in that. In There's it. other people. Yeah. There's our, our my husband and her boyfriend who is a part of that. So right. you don't want to step on their privacy exactly. a little bit. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's really important to get, you know, your partner's. I wouldn't say approval, but to at least give but them a heads yeah. up about what you're doing if you're going well, on I a podcast. Well, I did not give him, my husband a heads up, and I totally talked about losing my virginity to him. So that's that's good. Well, I'm, oh I'm, my we've God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I texted I texted Ben before, and I was like, just 
so you know, like I'm going on this podcast, like yeah. anything I say, it's going to be more so like my opinion. experience yeah. and opinion. And also like, I just have, I don't have like anything bad to say about you. Yeah, so yeah, it's not really sure. like it's going to no, portray you in a said way. All good things. But all the good things. Wait, Scout, going back to that story for a second, and you can <laughs> totally cut this out if you don't want to talk about it. But I forgot to ask you on We Met at Acme. You lost your virginity to him, but then you weren't together for a few years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you slept with anyone else? Yes. Okay. Yes. Many okay. a person. No, I'm joking. no I, haven't seen, I haven't slept with <laughs> that many people. As, no, because if you I hadn't, if you hadn't I'd be like, oi. No, my mom, like? yeah. you know? my mom told us that you have to sleep with at least three men before getting engaged. I uh, That's very low, but uh, she at, told least. Me, at I least. I think she told me seven. Oh, she told me like three. Yeah, I don't know. She what just that wanted me. To, she just wanted me to have sex with someone other than my husband. Right. Yeah, I think that's that is fair. Very, very important. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so good, good advice. Uh, yeah. Um. What has been the proudest moment of yours since starting? We met at Acme. Like, was there a specific guest that you were like, "Holy shit, I've been wanting to talk to this person," or mm. what was kind of like a really cool that's moment for you? That's a great question. Um, the proudest moment for me is really when people reach out and they're like I you know met this great person on hinge because you told me to get on it or even more proud I broke up with this douchebag because I realized he doesn't appreciate me based on listening to this episode and things like that actually really do make me the proudest Mm. but a moment where I was like holy shit like maybe we're on to something this is cool um was probably when I was interviewing the the old bachelor Nick Vial because I was just like I can't believe. Did he come in he- into your house? No, it was oh, okay. in L.A. I, ha- I was okay. like in L.A. doing a slew of interviews there. And uh, we were at the Dear Media studio. Right. And he was just like waiting in the waiting room for me. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Like, we interviewed what? We interviewed yeah. Vanessa, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So Tell that's, me that's more. That's really funny. I know. Uh, I mean, she she's really, such a gem. She's such a gem. She really she's did a not. Libra as well. Really. She, mm. did, she really did not have anything negative to say about nick which i was surprised by um she but just, she said she was brokenhearted like yeah, it was really I mean, all tough she for said her. was you know it is such a unique position you're going on this reality tv show you know no one else has this experience but you and that mm. person mm. and for it to be locked up for that time where it when it airs and then literally overnight you're like a international sensation and you're going on good morning america to like announce your relationship like she was just i don't think prepared and it was way too much in the spotlight and she's just like you know she's such a cool chick from canada like she's she didn't want that i think she turned down bachelor in paradise a few times yeah she was like it's not you know and uh she said they worked they they went to therapy they went to couples individual therapy and at the end of the day they just weren't similar she also just said that once they ended up getting to know each other off the show they were completely different people right she was like i didn't realize how different we a lot of sense i mean the show is so but you said something maddie that i thought was really interesting you Mm. were like she realize they weren't similar so does that mean yeah. you have to be similar to that's an excellent question yeah together? i mean but isn't that what she said she was like no we're, well she said we're was, very opposite people no she said that her, their core values were different sure okay and that i feel like your core values have to be similar yeah. but you don't have to be similar to your partner like my husband and i are so different he's an extrovert i'm an introvert he's into science i'm more creative we could not be any more different but yeah. our core values are the same right i think that is yeah that is true 
the value the value set and the your moral compass mm-hmm. has to yeah. be aligned i would agree with that yeah are you s- opposite or like your boyfriend we're pretty similar um okay. how did you mean similar. we we met on hinge actually cool. yeah oh. um and that's why i'm so like a pusher of the dating apps because okay. I, I really like i don't think that first of all if i saw him at a party I just wouldn't have the balls to yeah. like I wouldn't think because he's really cute and I wouldn't <laughs> think that he would be into me unless I saw proof. You know what I mean? Which is really what the dating apps do. Yeah, it's a val- it's validating. It's validating. But also like what I love so much about dating apps, specifically Hinge, is that, you know, you probably run into these people. You go to the same parties. You go to the same bars. Isn't like it because it's it's common friends, right? On Hinge, common friends, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the difference, and that's okay. why it's so great. You have to have at least a friend in common, and you just you don't know. You you don't know, and like obviously, ev- you know, it's great to be confident. I'm confident most of the time, but you just don't know. Like, it's just it's really hard to tell if someone would be into you. Yeah, and to take that shot and I'm sh- maybe it's the same the other way around maybe he wouldn't have known if I was into him mm-hmm. and then because of that we would would have never spoken yeah. so I think what hinge does really well is it says listen you guys are both into each other you can you can take it from here can, like yeah, we, exactly. we settled this for you well that's that's the biggest misconception about dating apps is it's not a dating app it's a meeting app Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's what people like. No, you're not supposed to have a relationship on the app. That's not what it's supposed to serve you. It's right. supposed to put you two together, have that validation. And then, yeah, as you said, take it from there, which I think right. is like a big misconception, especially in older generations. They're like, everyone's like having relationships on these apps. Like, no, they're they're just a conduit to meeting someone. 100%. It's so interesting yeah. because all of these apps came out after I started getting together with Adam. So mm. I feel as if these dating apps have defined our generation. Yeah. And that is something, and I have no, like, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, you don't have like. experience. No experience. Nor do I. It. Yeah. Nor do we I. never once. No. Neither they weren't allowed. They weren't, no. they weren't, they not allowed. Sorry. They weren't no. available. When so interesting. No, I believe you. I mean, I mean, there were always those websites, right? Like, yeah, but like, who did the websites exactly? And it, yeah, you're right. It only became. It came I guess like J Date was like the only somewhat acceptable website, but you in like for people in their 30s, 40s, yeah, 50s. yeah, it was never like so a 20 year old thing. You're right. And then when I so when I graduated college in 2012, Tinder was in beta, mm-hmm. and I had a friend. One of my friends is the founder. And so I got he went to USC access to beta. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I, I was on it. And, and can you imagine Tinder when there were only 28 people? on That's, it? that's crazy. <laughs> it was the what was the point? Thing. Like you just I mean, just to like see how it worked. Okay, but it. the pool was like legit. <laughs> it was like legit because yeah. it was literally like friends of friends only. only right. And like people that were in the same social scene and right. like interesting. No randos. You know, true, true. And I actually ended up meeting someone like when it was in beta. That's crazy. Which was so funny. And now, like, and I, li- I literally have not met one person from Tinder since. Yeah. Have Tinder you tried Bumble? I have. Yeah, I've tried all the apps. And you like Hinge the best. Hinge is so much better. The guys on Bumble are lazy. 
Okay. Because girls reach out, you know? So they just like swipe, swipe, swipe. They're like, oh, let's see who's going to hit me up. Interesting. That's a good way to put it. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, the, in a way to try to make it more female empowerment and kind of put men on the back burner a little bit. Exactly. And like, and like, the, and like men don't need to work for it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's well. about female empowerment at all. And like, I understand why they go with that angle. A hundred percent. I yeah. would too. Yeah. But like, we should be getting compliments we should be you know they should be the ones trying and pursuing pursuing like let us fucking relax like we do enough we have to get our makeup done for dates like we have to put on heels why do we have to also ask them wax wax yeah lasered laser god damn everything i know everything what has been the best sex advice you've been given mm. on the podcast that's really good um or a, like have you seen question. or like have you seen your sexual knowledge or experience grow as a result of the podcast for sure yes definitely um but my best sex advice well there's two so there's two different guests that gave me sex advice the first was a sex therapist named carly okay awesome. yeah. was awesome carly blau check her out and then the second was a sexologist named Shan Boudram, who is dope. Whoa. Like, she is so cool. Carly basically said, and Carly came on when I was single still, so this was really necessary for me. She was like, have you ever looked at a dick up close? <laughs> and I was like, not really. Like, I think can. about it. Yeah, like, just like, sat and stared at it. Just, like, <laughs> staring at a dick. Yeah. You know? And I like, mean, you get a pretty good view when you're giving head, but... Sure, sure, but, like, but I'm just... But it's inside your mouth. Exactly. Yeah, looking at it. you come out, you can see a little <laughs> bit yeah, of it. Yeah, but, like, you're not necessarily looking I'm at... Not exam- I'm not examining it. Yeah, yeah, you just don't examine a dick. And she was like, that's why a lot of people get diseases, because, like, it's right in front of them, and they don't look. Like, they turn the lights off. Mm. Like, there's so many girls who have told me, like... I didn't even know whether or not he was circumcised until after because we just had sex in the dark. So that was really interesting to me. That's very interesting. And the second was from Shan Boudram, a sexologist who told me that we have sex at essentially the wrong times. Like we have sex before bed usually, right? When we're tired. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I always say this. Yeah. Which is a terrible time to have sex. Mm. And she said it's about like consent and intent and like you have to really want it both of you. And if you don't, why are you forcing it just because it's before bed or, you know, like find a time that actually works for you guys without scheduling it and taking away the romance. Yeah. But like if you both like to do it in the morning, try to do it in the morning before work if you if you can't find a time during the week, don't do it during the week. Like yeah. no one's forcing you to have sex every day at a time where you're full or tired or my favorite angry. my favorite time to have sex is while I'm getting ready to go out for dinner. So before dinner, I'm not. Oh, I, ha- I have to do before dinner. I That's don't my disagree. I love sex. a like five six p.m. sex right I before like, dinner. I, I love not have sex after I eat. It's just, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's just not, not happening. I'm it's same not way. happening. I'm bloated. I don't, I just want to lay down. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. You don't exactly. want to not enjoy dinner. Exactly. And dinner is so much better after, after you have sex. Because oh so you're so hungry. Right? It's like a little bit of a workout. Like you work <laughs> up an appetite. Yeah, totally. And then the last thing she said was, she was like, I, I said to her, I was like, well, you're a sexologist. You know, you must have crazy sex. She's like, actually, I don't. Um, like I just have, you know, pretty, pretty normal sex, like 
pretty vanilla sex and guess what vanilla is still a delicious flavor oh i love that damn girl and i was like yeah it is i i i definitely agree with that i feel Mm -hmm. like there is this societal pressure to like get kinky and switch it up like you know constantly yeah like ooh, like revive the relationship right just like if it if it ain't broke like i don't know it's like why do i need to like get a swing and i don't know why do i need to get a swing (laughs) you don't need to get a swing you don't need to get a vibrator you need to do what feels good for you i remember my boyfriend and i we like looked at each other we're like should we be like doing all this like random poses i'm like we like looked at we're like we like what we do right it's like fine like it's amazing it's it works like why would we and it's obviously fun to explore but it's like we everyone just keeps going back to the same shit you do every time like and it's yeah great like i don't 100%. understand why there's like this weird pressure i couldn't agree more yeah there should not be pressure and i feel like in every tv show they're like let's sh- like revive the relationship i don't know i just never have liked that those narrative. tv show couples probably need to revive that's because, true yeah. because of the drama of the exactly. show that they're trying to provide <laughs> that is true that is true yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, for yeah. me, like the best way to like spice it up is to wear lingerie. That's what I love doing. Mm. I yeah. respect that. But the funny thing is, I've tried the lingerie thing, and the only like he's just like he rips it off and like that's that. Yeah, I, I'm like, wait, this yeah, but it's so cute on me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and he's like, it's cuter <laughs> off of you, actually. Yeah. But I so. just like it's a nice build up. It's a nice yeah. excitement. And if, and if it you... puts you in the mood immediately, and like you feel really good about yourself and so therefore you have good sex i mean i don't do it a lot but like maybe for a special occasion i'll go buy something yeah it just it just helps it helps me more than i think it helps him i think it like puts totally in the mood yeah totally Totally. sorry guys my sister's face on me but i just (laughs) you're good press the button okay so let's talk about your food Instagram. Did this happen yeah. before or after we met This has been a long time coming. Wow. Okay. My food Instagram started in 2013. Wow. When I was living in the city after school. And I have always been eating pure junk. Great. Like, I don't eat salads. Also, um, everyone, okay. Lindsay She's is a like a stick. stick. It's just like your metabolism. <laughs> Can we have your metabolism? Really nice, when, I look at, when I look at girls who are just like, their bodies are, you know, just very slim i'm like i just want your metabolism <laughs> i just envy well, the metabolism anyway you wouldn't want my psychotic mind so we okay. all make <laughs> compromises Correct. but um yeah so i i've always like been eating kind of like a, a child essentially mm. like kids menu is for me um so i was like maybe i'm not the only person that mm. eats like this and hates salads so let me see. So I started this Instagram called Don't Expect Salads. So and funny. Great name. Thank you. Also, like, salads, I don't know why salads do well in photos on Instagram. Like, Because well, they're very vibrant and colorful. They are, but, like, most aren't, you yeah. know? And most don't have enough shit in it. They charge you, like, 15 bucks, and they exactly. put, like, a so quarter yeah. of a cup of yeah, shit. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like the salads that you're seeing on Instagram that are getting likes are, like, a fake news salad. Like, mm-hmm. they're just <laughs> not. No, I mean, have you heard um, Aziz Ansari actually has a bit about this? He's like... This is the reality. Salads need to step it up. Yeah, like, I remember that. <laughs> it's so just, good. It's true. Like he's like, yeah. No one is going in when you smell like bacon. You're just like, oh, you make a bacon. I want bacon. But if someone's like chopping up carrots, you're not like, oh, give me some of those carrots. Like it just yeah. needs to step it up. I totally get that. That's a great bit, and yeah. I really want to hear it. Yeah, I also do. love him. Um, 
but it's true. Like salads just aren't interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I made this Instagram and at the time, have you guys heard of the infatuation? Of course. Nope. So it's just like a food. Of course. It's just like a food. They are blog where they they review restaurants and things like that. But they, they have a very specific a angle. They're angle, they're yeah. really funny mm-hmm. and honest. It's okay. it's not like Eater where Eater is more. Like, not traditional, but just, you know, this is the review. This is what they have. Right, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. The infatuation, like, puts in, like, this, like, funny uh-huh. angle. Okay. It's great. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, But at the time, like, they were just starting out and yeah. with this, like, hashtag eats with five E's. Yeah. And I would hashtag it all the time. And they did an event, and it was only, like, 20 of us. There were only 20 food influencers. No one else had a food Instagram. Wow. It was still, like, at the beginning of Instagram. And it's crazy how old I feel telling this story. (laughs) But but it's evolved so quickly. Yeah, it really has. I remember when I first got 11 likes and it turned from the names to the number. And I never forget. Oh, my God. Never forget. (laughs) It was like the best day of my life. Thank God now they don't do the name. Yeah. Even when you have one like. I would be really sad. I would be sad. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That anyway, was a so sad time. This? No, but but anyway, so like I kind of like formed a bond with all these other influencers that were also starting out and I got on it early and like, you know, now they all have like 200, 300,000 followers and I yeah. kind of put it aside to, you know, do like my day job and this podcast now, but it's still so fun and I get a free meal every now and then and like People send me food sometimes, so it's it's everyone should make a food Instagram for yeah. sure if you like food. <laughs> yeah, you your like food. food Instagram is so good; it like makes me drool. Wait, I'm so happy you said that. Yeah, it's, it's great. So good. I need to post about it today, but I'll do this after. Okay, <gasps> oh so what advice would you give someone looking to get into the podcasting world? That is a great question. Sorry, I just got distracted because Fire Festival just liked my what? Tweet. They what? still exist? I don't know. Do you think it's really them? It says liked by Fire Festival. Okay, Let's that, see if it's that really cannot be. It Matt cannot is obsessed be. with Fire Festival. Oh, I, cannot I could be. talk about it, it for hours. This weekend, I'm going to watch both of the documentaries. You have to. I don't understand why you haven't already. Because I don't watch TV. I don't know Just, what. I don't know how you have all this time. Oh, I make the time. What is it? What is it? Is it it's, a fan account? kind of it's run by it the guy be. from the hulu doc now oh, oh. jerry media oh no no no, no, hulu no. Doc. Oren. yeah he's not there anymore with jerry oh. but he's actually great he just came on my podcast <gasps> did he oh i need to listen to that one holy shit okay. um but ooh, as we were Enter, um, uh, yeah. oh someone who wants oh, to go advice for podcasting yeah. um First of all, get some equipment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, find something that you are genuinely interested in. Try to be as niche as possible. And um, I guess just like be as honest as you can and vulnerable mm-hmm. because people want to relate to you and they can't do that if you're pretending like everything is perfect. Yeah. Um, so... Just be honest, find your, find your category and like go in on that essentially mm-hmm. and have really interesting people come on and get a big social media presence and like work that angle. Um, I think consistency yeah. is also key too. For it's sure. like you, especially, I mean, a podcast is, you know, right. once or twice a week and 
if you just bought like continue with that consistency, I think people will expect it and it will grow. That exactly. Way. Like kind of do the same thing every episode like you guys right. do with your fixations and I do with like dating stories mm-hmm. and zodiac signs and all of that stuff. Totally. And one of my favorite podcasts, Desert Island Discs. Mm. Um, basically, it's a woman from BBC and she has a usually a celebrity on and she asks them to choose eight songs that they would bring with them on a desert island. Oh, eight damn. Songs? Eight songs. Oh, my God. That's very specific. It is very specific, but I think I because like it's so specific, it's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, how did you get into Zodiac signs? Talk all time. Oh, what's your yeah. sign again? My, my sign's a Libra, right. like your mom, who's amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, she um, is. And I got into it because I was at BU for school, and uh, my roommate went abroad. And so another friend of mine moved in, and she brought all these books these like astrology books and at the time I didn't believe in anything I was like religion no like this no I just was not really a believer in things and I read some of these astrology books and one was called the secret language of birthdays and I actually have it here in this apartment and it tells you about the exact day you're born Mm. and so I picked it up and I opened up to September 28th and I was like holy shit this is the most accurate thing i've ever read um like how is this possible i don't think i think it's bullshit so i went to a different page and i read that and i was like this isn't me at all Hmm. and then i was like maybe this is legit and i started to learn more and more about it and i looked up my whole chart which is like your rising sign your moon sign venus all this stuff and i actually had my chart read a few years ago And I just I really believe that not in the daily horoscopes like today you will come into money like that's bullshit, I think. But in the general, like all Libras are X, Y and Z, like all cancers are very, you know, blah, blah, blah. And all Virgos are Mm. like neurotic, whatever it is, you know, Um, I think just knowing someone's sun sign, which is what cancer, Virgo and Libra are for us. like helps you understand them better and I'm all about like trying to be self-aware and like awareness and because astrology helps you get there I was a big fan of it and Mm. still am and I mean I mean that is especially because you have to connect with your guests right away even if they're strangers like kind of knowing their sign could kind of give you a sense into how to talk to them better or how to kind of maneuver the conversation and the energy level. That's like exactly. excellent point. You know, exactly. It, that, it, that does make sense to me. I don't know. I'm like super into spirituality and alternative healing modalities and meditation in that whole world. Mm. And, and I, it's not that I would say that I don't believe in astrology. It's just that I've never had the opportunity to get really into it. And I also read a book one time that told me that me and my husband aren't compatible. So I was like, fuck you. That's not true. <laughs> um, and I think, I think, what I think is that the astrology world we've been given is very one dimensional and you are more than just your, what is it? Sun sign. Yes, exactly. And, and I think that's where that's I'm where not pushing into. And, the other and I agree with that. And, and like based only on sun sign, yeah. I could see why you read that about Virgo and Gemini and you saw my reaction on my side. Si- on like, I, you guys are very different. However, 
you don't know the rest of your chart. Exactly. You don't know the rest of his chart. Mm-hmm. And there are so many more things that are important than your sun sign exactly. with someone. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And I also think that you should look up the rest of yours. Yeah, d- I would love to. Because I, I know that something else must align. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. That'd be yeah. so much. We should do that together, Matt. Yeah, let's do it on the pod. Yeah, that'd be yeah. so fun. You should, should get, get an this astrologer. app that does it for you. Ooh. Oh, there's an app. Yeah, it's called CoStar. Oh, CoStar. Yes, one of it's our guests amazing. said it was their current fixation. CoStar. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, Jaded. honestly, I'm glad that they said it because I was going to say it, but I'm oh. glad it's been said. It's been said. Yeah. No, we need to do it for sure. Okay, talk to us about Lindsay's Lunchbox. So what is that? Why did you start it? And Mm -hmm. when did you start it? So Lindsay's Lunchbox is a social media consulting company that I still run today. And it's kind of like my day job when I'm not doing podcast stuff. Mm. Um, And actually, like just before you guys came in, I posted for one of my clients, which is Decal Market Hall. So Mm. if you have time to get to Brooklyn while you're here, it's delicious beyond um and there's a katz's deli in there so it's definitely worth the trek nice um but Lindsay's lunchbox started because i was doing my job before all of this was doing social media in-house for brands okay and so i was doing it mostly for startups and the last startup i worked with we got sixty thousand followers from like 200 followers in six months And it was really cool. And it was the first time I had ever worked with a budget. Mm. And um, it was just like very exciting for us. And then as a result, I got all these messages on LinkedIn being like, hey, are you the person who does social for Go Butler? Like, Mm. would love to hire you for my social, blah, blah, blah. And I kept getting these messages and I wasn't super happy where I was at the time. So I was like, I wonder if I could start a business where I do multiple companies, social media at once. Very cool. Essentially. And so I did this, I think, I guess it was like three or four years ago now. And I got an office in a WeWork and just like went and, and made a retainer for myself and started working with clients. And at one point I had six or seven clients at once, like just me. And I don't know how I did that because now I only have three and it, it's so stressful. Um, but I think that's also because I'm doing the podcast and it's, it's really great because it's like a creative, creative outlet. I get to come up with all the social media content. I also have my big camera that I use for don't expect salads and my clients. So I go in and I shoot the menu of these places and like create these kind of, you know, photo shoots and, um, yeah, it's been really exciting to like grow these brands and stuff like that. So if anyone needs help, it's usually food related. Mm, but if anyone needs food related social media help, come to Lindsay's Lunchbox. Love it. That's such a great name too. Thank you. Know, so That's awesome. The name actually comes from I originally wanted to open a restaurant called Lindsay's <gasps> Lunchbox. Oh wow! And then I was Whoa. like, opening a restaurant will be the death of me. Oh, yeah, so. opening. I don't, a I don't understand why anybody wants to it. open a restaurant. Oh, legit oh hell and torture. Oh, for and sure. What the statistics of like who speaking of a restaurant this is probably my food <laughs> okay uh, remember when we would like beg our father to open a restaurant when we were younger yeah no he was like never again he would never do it and we were like we'll be the waiters and the waitresses oh god when we were like eight years old we would never do we would never have actually gone and did some work oh my god oh my god wow insane well we're almost done here yeah we're so. done we're almost done we're almost done um i guess 
what's something else? You're just you're so multifaceted. We there's so many on, girl. There's so I'm many avenues. Yes. Yeah, you really are. You are for <laughs> sure. Oh, last question. Why is it called We Met at Acme? We Met at Acme. The name came from this bar on the Lower East Side called Acme. Okay. Which is very cool and chic and like low key kind of exclusive. Okay. And I funny enough wouldn't be able to get in all the time when I was younger not because of my ID but literally because they just like were like no oh my god um and sometimes they were like yes and then whenever they said yes I would meet someone at Acme like Mm. there would always be just a selection of incredible people to meet there and I and and like around two years ago when I was coming up with the podcast I was like what's a good name you know to show that it's a dating podcast Mm -hmm. first of all we met is like what people say all the time oh we met here we we met met on hinge we met at you know whatever whatever." and so I I we met was definitely gonna be in there you Mm -hmm. know and then I was like but where you know where where could we have met and I was stalking this couple that, you know, I stalk on Instagram. Everyone has one. (laughs) And they had just gotten married. And in the comments, and it was like Beshert, as I'm sure you know that word. Beshert! It was Beshert, which is Yiddish for meant to be. Someone wrote in the comments, I can't believe they met at Acme. Or I can't believe you met at Acme. Very cool. And I was like... That's at it. Acme. We met at Acme. Like, that is what it's going to be. Fabulous. Okay, I love it. Turn back. So oh sick. My God. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you best. so much for having me. This was so fun. And also, the mic thing is a game changer because you can just, like, relax Relaxed, with your mic. Down, you know? Yep. It's amazing. It's very, very chill. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you and all your different social Thank presences. you. You can follow us at We Met at Acme on Instagram. You can check out the podcast and, obviously, the episode with these gorge sisters. Yes. And, um... You can follow my personal at Linz Metz, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z. Funny story, I tried to do it with S's and lost the password. No. Um, oh you can recover that. Yeah, maybe, but, but I got lazy, and now yeah. it's just, I just, my name is different. Um, and follow the food blog at Don't Expect Salads. You can check out lindsayslunchbox.com. And um, thank you so much for having me on. Thank ladies. you. Yes. All right. You can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Bye, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together